What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. I have a great interview for you, the greatest interview of all time, you could say, because I've got the GOAT, Mark Nichols from the Rabbitohs on. Really good interview because you get to hear the perspective of an NRL player that's you know on the fringes and had to fight his way into first grade uh, to eventually find himself in a grand final. It's a really cool interview, down-to-earth bloke. Um, he's going to absolutely love it. He talks about his journey from Canberra, the Storm, all the way to the Rabbitohs, his relationship with Wayne, and it's brought to you by the Beer of Sport, Bloke in a Bar Beer. No beer brings you this much sport coverage. No beer brings you this much sport content. It is the official Beer of Sport. Make sure to get down to your local Give her a crack. If you haven't tried it before, it's an easy drinking beer. It's not fruity or hoppy. It doesn't taste like a strawberry milkshake. It's a beer that tastes like real bloody beer. But as usual, let's get straight into it, baby. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, or should I say Goat in a Bar, because we have the great <laughs> Mark the Goat. That's what your says, name says on Wiki, so we're going to refer to it. Mark Nichols, mate. How are you going, mate? Are you, uh, how are you feeling after... A year that I'm sure you couldn't have predicted uh, how you would end with uh, being called Mark the Goat, but also making a grand final. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on, firstly. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy, yeah. crazy, uh, crazy year. I've always, you know, said that rugby league's a bit like a roller coaster, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, certainly this year's hit some highs that even I didn't even, yep. I guess, maybe dreamed about, but yeah, to actually come true uh, it's been crazy mate what was it like when you know you started getting a bit of momentum of you know being kind of like because like you know when you're like yourself you're just a battler in the middle doing your job <laughs> yeah and then like slowly you start getting attention and people really you know I, I i i remember it really hitting the fall when you scored two tries i think it was yeah but it was also a little bit before that were you like were you thinking what the fuck's going on here like <laughs> i'm getting a bit of traction here people are really like Getting called Mark the Goat and that? Yeah, it was, um, funnily enough, it probably started um, three or four years ago. When I first, when I first came to the club, mm. um, you know, as a, as a player, you sort of, I mean, it's, you try not to get on social media sometimes, yep. but, um, yeah, we're obviously on social media, mm. have accounts, uh, have family and friends that are on social media. And uh, when I first came to the club, I, there used to be sort of, they almost looked like a group of mates and they'd sort of get on um, some South posts. And then eventually one of them sort of said, you know, as a bit of a joke, you know, he's the goat, leave him alone. And, um, and then it sort of just, it sort of just rolled from there. And a couple of, um, you know, a couple of fans jumped on board last year. I, you know, I scored a, scored a couple of tries last year and, um, you know, a few fans sort of, sort of started to, I guess, um, pick up on these guys that were sort of taking the piss out of me a bit and stick up for me. And yep. then, um, you know, almost start, actually appreciating um, <laughs> the work that you get the hard-working middle and <laughs> and then yeah you know like my brother-in-law um yeah at the start of this year he sort of he sort of was starting to notice you know he'd, he'd ring me up or he'd come in and say you know um you know, I'll, I'll, you know there's more and more fans are starting to call you the goat and <laughs> sort of you know started to, uh, at that stage still laugh about it but then yeah when it started the mid-year and it started yeah. to really pick up I almost at first I was a bit embarrassed about it you know because clearly not the I'm clearly not the goat um <laughs> you know I, I had an interview with with Lockie at, at one stage I think it was before I was the game I was captain and I said you know I, I'm clearly not the goat but um you know as the season's finished and and sort of I guess reflecting a little bit on the thing I guess now I sort of I have embraced it yeah. um 
you know, I've even sort of referred to myself as the goat um, <laughs> on social media. I love it. Give, I the, love give it. the fans what they want. But, yeah. you know, I guess for, for the fans, it's just they probably can relate to the, the average bloke, you know, and that's sort of who I see myself as. And, yep. you know, a, a guy that just does his job and turns up every week to just try and do his best. And, yep. you know, the fans can relate to that. And, um, you know, I, I may as well uh, embrace it, I guess, because I don't think it's going to go away. It's <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's like, the man suited to be called the goat is a man that doesn't think he's the goat. <laughs> yeah. So it actually, you know what I mean? It's like the perfect leader is someone who doesn't want to lead, but, yeah. you know, he just puts himself in there. Yeah, I um, guess it's a um, it's a bit like every nickname, you know. You sort of, nicknames that stick are the ones you generally don't really yeah. like at the start. Yeah. You're well, I get called the beak. <laughs> yeah, That's sort of, my name, the people's beak. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to cop it. Yeah, you sort of fight it a bit and then eventually you just embrace it because yeah. it's not going to go away. No. So. 100%. Like getting called the beak in front of your missus and you're always like, oh, man, like just getting sprayed. Hey, beak. It's yeah. like, fuck, for some random. Yeah. Um, but now it's, you just, yeah, as you said, you got to embrace it because it's, um, hey, it's just fucking, it's better than not being called anything. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, so when it, when it really picked up, like really picked up, what was the, was the chat, was the boys giving it to you? You know, fuck, oh, there you go, here he is. Yeah, I think the boys obviously as well picked up on it. You know, when the fans started to pick up on it a bit and, um, mm. you know, they sort of, you know, as I said, like most nicknames, is, I guess because I was a little bit uncomfortable with it, the boys yep. sort of rolled with it yeah, even more. And, yep. um, you know, eventually I just I just had to embrace it because yep. I realised it wasn't going away. Mate, it's so good. <laughs> it's so, so good. So this year for you, you know, you played, I think you played some of your best footy for sure, for sure. Um, you know, like um, your metres were up, you were... Yeah, like I, I really started to see you as, and this is coming from a guy that was also a fringe first grader. Yeah. Um, as a guy that would be on the bench and, you know, come on and do his job. But I felt like this year you were actually, you know, not actually, but you are impacting games. Did it feel like that or was this something you'd kind of been building towards prior years? Oh, yeah, like no doubt this year's been my best year. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, to be honest, probably saw myself a bit at that way too, you know, yeah. like... Um, just that guy that could do his job off the bench and mm. um, wasn't going to let anyone down. And I guess, you know, that's what Wayne saw in me when he first came to the club and, and why, you know, Wayne played me every week. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you know, half early in the year or halfway, it was probably about a third through the year, you know, Wayne sort of said, I'm going to start you. And, um, yeah, from there, I guess, I sort of just um, confidence and belief Great thing for a footy player, and it's crazy what he can do for you. Eh? Yeah, it's just mate. crazy. I know, I know. I um, like I, did, I, I didn't know Wayne before mm. he came to South, but I remember, you know, any any player that spoke about him was mm. it, it was almost like he was this, you know, like this father figure, almost yeah. like this god. Yeah, and yeah. um, and you know, and and I just now like now I'm that player. That's yeah. how I talk about Absolutely. him. You know, that's how I see him, and yeah. um, you know, he's just. He's the best. There's, there's this weird... He gets you in this weird space of like fully backing yourself but without the stress of if I stuff up, like it's the end of the world. Yeah. Which is like weird because <laughs> then you tend not to stuff up but when yeah. you're thinking about stuffing up and worried about it, you fucking start dropping balls left, right and centre. Yeah. Well, Was that where you were at? Well, you know, like as you said, as a fringe player, you sort of know that... Mm. That one drop ball, you know, <laughs> Monday drop Monday morning, you know, that's mate, you know, you drop that ball, I'm, I'm dropping you, hundred um, percent. And so you know, you know that if you drop that ball, or you miss that tackle, yep. it could be the thing that gets you dropped on Monday, literally. And literally. You're, you're um, 
and you, as a fringe player, you, you sort of, you know, you're almost, you're almost waiting for that tap on the yeah. shoulder to come because it's happened so many times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mate, I'm feeling you. Um, but yeah, with with yeah with Wayne, I just I just never felt like that mm. um, tap on the shoulder was coming. You know, from from it was the January that so Wayne came just before Christmas with all the all the stuff with um, the club South and and Brisbane. Um, was sorted and he, and he and he came just before Christmas and he and then you know it was mid January so he, he sort of had only been there for three or four weeks and yeah. um and I still remember the meeting we had a sort of a team meeting we we're about to go out to train and he just said to me and Junior Totola um hey boys just stay in after the meeting and we'll have a chat to you and then he he said you know I've been here now a month or whatever it was and he said I've watched you two guys train I've I've now watched every game from last season um. You know, I know you guys have been sort of on the bench, you know, maybe me in and out of the team. And mm. um, and he sort of just said, you know, I see you both as first grade front rowers. And he said, I'm going to pick you both round one um, off the bench to mm. be the two front rowers. Yeah. And, and I, like I went out of that meeting and I just had never had that. And, yeah. um, and I'd never, you know, like I'd been to two other clubs, um, you know, Canberra and Melbourne and... You know, that time of year, the coaches are saying, you know, I'm going to pick the team on who's training good and who plays well in pre-season yeah. trials. And, yep. yeah, in reality, you know that probably 15 spots have been decided in November. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, to, for Wayne to sort of come out and, and say that to me and, and Junior at that time, I just – it was – and then he sort of just said, you know, like, now you've got nothing to worry about. Yeah. So just go out and train like an NRL first grader and yep. play well in the trials and – You'll be in the team round one. Like yeah. you've got nothing to worry about. I'm going to pick you. Yeah. And so from day one, you know, like he had that belief and confidence in me, and so therefore I had it in myself, and yeah. I didn't want to let him down. And yep. um, you know, it just it just snowballed over the three year period that he Mate. was my coach. It's like it sounds outside looking in. It sounds like you know what that's. Of course, you're a first grader. You should already think that. Yeah. But you, the the confidence and the the goal as well. Like when he says to you. You're going to be on the reserve grade. Yeah, sorry, you're going to be on the bench. You're going to be playing first grade. I see you as a first grader. It almost lights a fire. Yeah. It actually, some people think, well, that would actually make you work less hard because you already have the position. You don't have to worry about it. But it actually makes you probably work harder because you get this kind of confidence in, like, I'm here now. Like, yeah. wow, I'm here. I'm not, I don't want to let go of it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just, and you, you know, because he has backed you. Yeah. Um, you don't want to let him down. Absolutely. And, and, you know, as footballers, we'd want to turn up the training and train hard and, yep. and put our best foot forward. And, mm. um, you know, to get – I guess that's what Wayne does well is he just gets – he gets players and he gets them in that um, frame of mind. And and therefore, when you turn up on the weekend, that's the, that's the easy part. You just, you just want yep. to rip in and, and um, you know, and not let him down, as I said. Uh, this year, rolling into – so you have the 50-point loss, and I spoke to Cam about this as well, the two 50-point losses um, – did Cam say it was because he didn't play? <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually said it was because he didn't play. <laughs> no, nah, he would never say He's that. too humble, he which would is never crazy say to think. If I was that good looking and that good at footy, <laughs> I would be so arrogant. My, yeah. it, you couldn't fit my head through the door. Be fucking. I mean, you can't fit me beak through the door, nearly. Me head and me beak um, if I was that good. But did was did that rattle you? Did you feel like it? Or was you always like, nah, we can turn this around? I, no, I don't think it rattled us. Um, you know, looking back, I think it was the best thing that happened to us because, mm. you know, from the time that Wayne had come to the club, 
you know, I mean, you look at history, the best, the team that generally wins is the, like, the best defensive team. And, yeah. um, you know, to make the top four, you've got to generally be in the top four yeah. defensive teams. Um, and so we'd always spoken, like, you know, about wanting to be a better defensive team. Like, mm. you know, I think when, when people think about South Sydney, they think of our attack. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's the part of the game that comes easy mm. to a, a lot of players in our team yeah. and as a result, our team. Um, and I guess we'd always, you know... We, We'd spoken about being a better defensive team and we'd worked on better being a better defensive team. But I think after those games, we worked out, um, you know, to beat a Melbourne or a Penrith, you know, you're not going to beat them 52 to 50. Yeah, so true. To, um, to beat those guys, we're going to have to get better defensively. And I yeah. think, um, you know, after those games, I think we started, you know, it's not like we weren't taking it seriously, but it just, it was like it clicked you know, in everyone's heads, it was like, yeah, if we want to get to where we want to go, yeah, you know, we're gonna have to, to we're gonna have to de defend better, yep. and um, and and you know, and then from there, it just, you know, we did start defending better, and we changed a few things, you know, on the edges, and um, not that I really know what they were doing, <laughs> but um, we did, you know, we did sort of try and change a few things, and and then you know, as that worked, um, we got confidence and started to see the results, and mm. you know, and then. You know, almost that grand final. You know, we we defended our, our line for most of the game and yeah. nearly got the result in the end. But mate, it was crazy how much your defense improved, like from that period. Like you went from, as you said, a team that was purely known for attack to like a, a gritty, almost Melbourne Storm, Penrith-like. Like it was the, this change was incredible. Um, and I mean, I remember on the podcast that we do weekly. You know, me and Fincher would always say, like, the only thing they need to fix is their defence. And if they sort their defence and their completions, they sort that, yeah. they'll be in the grand final. And you just did. Like, yeah, you yeah. absolutely did. And just, like, did you do a lot of work on your first contact? I just thought your first contact towards the end of the year was some of the best in the comp. Oh, we did, um, not, yeah, not necessarily. We, we started doing a bit more, you know, Wayne's, not, Wayne's never been a wrestle yeah, absolutely. guy. Um, but we, st we started doing a little bit more of of it just um you know not not so much wrestle but yeah a bit of that first up contact and we did it early in the morning you know yeah. like it was like a six o'clock uh on long turnarounds um you know three days out for a game we'd come in early and, and mm. sort of get it out of the way um kind of like hit and stick kind of stuff yeah and that, just that kind of hit and stick stuff and it was on the mats in the gym we didn't you know it's not a it yeah. wasn't a very big space. So it yep. wasn't like we were ripping in and it wasn't hard work, but it was just, I think, mentally, um, mm. you know, just knowing that that's what we, we needed to do on yep. the weekend, which Mate, really, so good. really like, started to help us. And, and I think the other thing that helped us is we started, um, you know, we really started getting some line speed going, yeah. which, um, mm. you know, I think obviously in today's game helps enormously. Yeah. And, yeah, going into those, going into the finals, you know, internally we knew we had improved a hell of a lot as a defensive team you know like some of the statistics we were the best in the comp mm. from that penrith game you know which was a yeah. long period of time and that's what wayne and and jd really emphasized going into the finals which gave us a lot of confidence you know like it wasn't like we'd just been doing this for four weeks into the finals we'd been yep. doing it for you know two-thirds of the comp yeah no it was um yeah it was truly like a noticeable difference of like wow their defense is just it, it, like put like if I'm being brutally honest, every week I was waiting for 
the South from the start of the year. You know how sometimes you go for runs of like, oh, we defended really good for two, three weeks. And then you have that one game where you go to your old habits and that. Yeah. And it just like never came. It yeah. just never came. Yeah. Um, and I think when it really drove home, like, wow, th- this is the way they play now. Like they've tr- changed the way they play, at least in attack, was the win against Penrith in the first, um, the final. Did that, yeah. did that kind of cement, I mean, you would have already been confident, but did that kind of be like, we can win a premiership, you know? Yeah, I think we, um, you know, we played Penrith about a month before that. Yep. And, and for the first 30 minutes, you know, like we were, we were all over them mm. defensively. And, um, and they scored two tries just for half time off kicks. And, it, and, then, and then, you know, the second half, we just couldn't, you know, we sort of, a bit like the GF, we just couldn't get out of, out of our own end. And we kept giving away penalties and sort of shot ourselves in the foot a bit. But we took a lot of confidence from that first 30 minutes. And, and then, yeah, going into that, that first final, um, you know, we, we did, we did defend it well and got the result. And, yep. um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, we sort of knew we'd improve, but it was good on a, in a big game like that. Yeah, to, absolutely. To against against a team side. that we'd sort of hadn't beaten for, a, you know, a couple of years to, yep. to um, give us the confidence moving forward. And so, so you play, you have the week off and then you play Manly. Yeah. Siren got you, I mean, you, you win quite handedly. Siren goes off and you're in a grand final. What's the, what's the chat like then for the boys? Oh, I think, um, you know, like it was almost half time we had to have that chat because we were up, I think it was 24 nil. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, you know, and Wayne had sort of said, <laughs> like, still got another half to go. Don't, don't, you know, get too far ahead of yourselves. Yep. But, um, you know, after that 80, it was like, yeah, we've, we've made a grand final, especially because, you know, for three years we'd lost in the prelim. And, yeah. You know, we did, we'd, we'd gone a different route. We'd won that first week, which we hadn't done before. And, um, you know, but it was just, it was, yeah, we were in the grand final, which is, I guess, what every team starts starts yeah. out, you know, training this time of year to do. Mm. Um, and we'd done it, but, yeah, we unfortunately we lost it. Didn't get a chalky. So, so walk us through the, the, what do you remember mainly from the grand final? Is there any moment on the field or the lead up or? Oh, the lead up, yeah, the lead up was, um, you know, it would, it would have been, it would have been crazy. I, I, like the lead up was crazy enough up there, but you know, if we were down here at Redfern, yeah, wow, you know, like it would have been, it would have been crazy. Mm. Um, you know, but the week, the week was great, and then the, the thing that I remember the most, I guess, in the grand final is when I did come off, um, you know, twenty minutes in, and I was like, it was the quickest. Yep. The quickest 20 minutes of footy Crazy. I've ever played. And um, and I remember thinking, geez, if this is what Origin's like, I, you know, <laughs> those blokes are crazy. Um, yeah, yep. Nah, but like, yeah, I just, especially because it felt like we, we just were defending and, mm. um, you know, when you're in that washing machine in the middle and you're, you're doing yep. a lot of defence, you're just sort of, just sort of hanging on. Um, and yeah, it's just, it was, that was my initial first, the thing that'll stick with me was just how quick that first twenty minutes yep. was, mate. Their their ability to the kicking game and just to keep you constantly coming off your own line. Did it, what was what was the chat like? Because usually when stuff like that happens, one team breaks. Yeah. But like no, neither team broke. It was yeah. just this constant battle. Was there discussions in the middle of like you know one said or how did you chat to each other about just pushing each other to keep keep going, keep going, don't break. Yeah, I guess, yeah, the chat was, you know, like, let's just keep going. You yeah. know, like, momentum will turn it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, like, we felt, it felt like, 
um, you know, it felt like we were just like one penalty or one error from breaking that momentum, but it yeah. just never seemed to come. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was confident that if we could get a fair share of possession, you know, we would score tries. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, in the end, it sort of it didn't come until, you know, the 75th minute. But, yeah. you know, Cody got one chance in the first half. And that was just him being <laughs> Cody Walker. Yeah. yeah. And we score. And then the second half, you know, we almost have to wait another 35 minutes to get a crack at their line. And, yeah. and AJ scores. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, fair play to, to Penrith. They were a better team. And, yeah. um, you know, they just they just... They played their game perfectly. They just kicked us yep. in corners and kicked chased and just defended it, defended their hearts. Uh, out. It was it was a wild, like high quality, especially defensive game. But um, take us back to a young fella, uh, born now, not born specifically in Wagga Wagga or near Wagga Wagga, or uh, no, I was I was born in Wagga Wagga, but yep. um, only because uh, I got transferred. Oh well, I went there because it has a private hospital. Yeah. Um, and I was just a week past my due date. Mm. Uh, otherwise, I would have been born in Leeton like my brother and sister. Okay. But yeah, born in Wagga, um, but only stayed there for a couple of days and then back to Leeton. Back to Leeton. Um, it says you're born to a Muslim family, but that's obviously not correct, as we discussed before the show. Yeah, no, that's not true. That's um, that's obviously someone... Someone taking the piss. Someone's got on Wikipedia. And yep. Um, but, you know... You, you know, it says your full name's Mark the Goat, so don't believe it. Also says on my wiki, it says that I'm Turkish and Kiwi, which is not true. Not true. <laughs> and so people like Turkish people that will come, and be like, hey, you want to like? I got, a, I think I got a message actually from the Turkish national team. Yeah. Saying like, would you like to play with us and that? I was like, oh, sorry, bro, I'm actually not Turkish. I've um, I've heard of some, so I've heard of some players um, when they get a bit older that change their date of birth on uh, Wikipedia, so yep, yep. there might be. be something I might have to do. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, fuck, I was speaking to, I think it was like Luke Patton, when he was at the Steelers, one of the players, like, like a fullback or something, was had lied about his age his whole career, and he was actually like five years older <laughs> than he really was. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you're born in the country, so country lad like myself, um, I grew up in the country. Um, you know, it's, it's really different, a different lifestyle, hey, the country lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, like I grew up, uh, in, well, initially it was in town, but then moved to the outskirts, so we had five acres. Yeah, um, I had five obviously. acres, I had five and a half acres. So. Well, yeah, yeah, so, you know, we had a, a dam and a motorbike, but, um, yep. you know, no no cattle or crop. Um, yep. But, yeah, for a, for a kid, it's like the perfect, it's the perfect back, you know, like your Absolutely. backyard, it's just so big. And, um, yep. you know, at one, at one point, Dad, um, you know, made a couple of, couple of football posts and oh really yeah he sort of we had a bit of a bit of the um bit of the yards probably it was probably about 70 meters long and um 30 meters wide so how good's that had my own football field but i just uh didn't have anyone to, <laughs> to, to play, play with so yep. um you know i used to used to get out on the uh out of the football field and and pretend to be you know south sydney versus the brisbane broncos oh and, really <laughs> and, and, and play the game myself but I was it was so south was always your team no no i actually um Growing up, I was I, I I went for Melbourne Storm. The Storm. I had uh, you know, growing up as a kid, when you're real young, you yeah. sort of just whatever, whatever, and yeah. you got uncles and aunties and your your dad, and, yeah. you know, the sort of. So I got photos of me in a Penrith jersey, a Bulldogs ball, and, you know, <laughs> yeah. like a South Sydney yeah. hat. I was just sort of, you know, doing whatever, and um, you know, I was at that age when Melbourne came into the comp at eight. Mm. Um, 
where you sort of, I guess, you start to pick and stick, and yep. um, said, oh, "I'm going to go for the new t- new team." And yeah. and then uh, in 1999, uh, dad dad's a Dragons fan, and you know from Leeton, uh, I don't think I'd ever would never come to Sydney. Oh, I think I'd been to Sydney as a kid once before, and so we, dad goes, "Well, you know, I'm going to buy tickets to the tickets to the grand final." No and, way. Um, as a nine year old kid, like. It was buzzing. Yeah, oh, you know, like, like all week you're thinking about it <laughs> from the country, and yep. uh, you know, walked, that was, you know, when Stadium Australia was 110,000 or whatever it was. Wow. You know, I was walked in and I was like, "This is crazy." But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. my dad loves telling this story. At half time, I took my jersey off and put my flag, uh, you know, under under my chair because Melbourne were getting beat pretty convincingly, oh, really? and. Um, <laughs> And I wanted to go home. I was a nine-year-old kid. I'd crack the shit. <laughs> Spat the and, dummy. And Dad was a mad Dragons fan, so yeah. he's like, I'm not going home. This yeah. is you know, this is going to be the, one of the greatest days of my life. I've <laughs> yeah. been waiting years to watch the Dragons. 100%. You know, win, a, win a grand final. And to this day, Dad, Dad wishes that he went home because <laughs> obviously Melbourne you know, came, started coming back. I've yeah. got the jersey back on and the flag oh, out. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, after the game, just was the flag was going everywhere and mate, dad was like that? i wish i just wish i took you home <laughs> mate what a good memory that have with your dad though like yeah, you go yeah. to dragons you go for storm yeah um far out like <laughs> spitting the dummy ready to go home <laughs> yeah um okay so who, who was your favorite player growing up well it was initially um robbie ross um mm. and then you know billy slater mm. um, so good you know like even as an 11, 12, 13 year old kid, like, yeah. um, you know, Melbourne used to have a lot of Saturday 3 p.m. games back then. And mm. um, we didn't have Foxtel, um, but my, my grandparents had it. And mm. so I'd play footy in the morning. And yeah, then, you know, like, we'd come home. And if mum and dad weren't going over there, I'd jump on my bike and yep. ride out to Nan and Pops and, yeah, that. and watch the storm play. And, you know, like, my nan would say, you know, I. It, I'd be yelling out, go Billy, go Billy, <laughs> like the whole 80 minutes, you know. Yep, yep. Um, so it's, it's, it was pretty uh, surreal to then eventually get to, Mate, get to play with him. Mate, 100%, 100%. Um, okay, so you played for the Leighton Greenies, uh, the Gungalin Bulls, before yeah. you signed with the Raiders. But at what, what point did you begin to realise that, you know, you might have a crack here at an NRL contract or you're playing better than the, the kids around you? Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, you know, a pretty, pretty good player out mm. in the country. You know, like I, I knew I was, um, you know, going, going good. Mm. Um, and then, as a family, we moved to Canberra um, at, at fifteen. I was fifteen, um, and sort of played ACT fifteens, and then just went for like an open tryout at the Raiders. Howard Matthews. Mm. Um, got picked in that squad and then um you know i i sort of still remember that that initial we sort of had like a saturday introduction for Howard Mats and mm. um you know i i played that that year in canberra as a 15 year old and we sort of they had a meeting and they asked all the parents to come in and they sort of said you know like we're one of the better clubs at um you know, producing NRL players yep. um, through our junior program, and and they said, you know, we're running at about seven or eight percent or whatever it was. Um, so they said, you know, like if you look around this room, you know, there's probably only going to be two or three kids that will play NRL. Wow. And it was, you know, that they, they'd sort of brought, you know, the parents in to hear that, mm. and um, 
but I remember looking around and thinking, there's about 15 kids in here that are way better than me, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, I, I was just always a kid that um, loved footy. So, I, you know, I loved going to training and, mm. and training hard. And, um, and then, you know, it probably wasn't, the next year was SG Ball. Um, so after that whole Matthew season, they sort of picked a might have been, handful of us, might have been six, um, six of us that sort of, mm. they wanted to keep doing weights and, yep. and um, you know, go back and play local footy. But automatically we would be in the SG Ball squad the next year as a, mm. as a 17 year old. And I didn't really play, I didn't really play that year, but um, that year I went back to, to the Gungahlin Bulls mm. and um, my first game of under 18s, they pulled me off at half time and said, you know, you're gonna play first grade. No way. And um and my dad was my dad was the manager of the under eighteens team and he sort of rang my mum and said, Oh, you know, like <laughs> I don't know if he's ready for that. I don't know if he's ready, yeah, to yeah, play yeah. men and and um and funnily enough, I um at the end of that game, the end of the first grade I was at a rugby union school and mm. um I had said to them, I'm gonna play SG ball and then I'll play under eighteens. Um for my local team, yeah. which was in the morning, and then I'll come play first 15s in the afternoon. And um, at the end of that game, I got they gave me a hundred bucks and said, yeah. here's, your, "Here's your match payment." And I went into school on the Monday and said, "I'm going to play first grade first year. I get a hundred bucks." Like, yeah, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that year I played against men as a 17 year old, mm. and then and so this is in the local league in Canberra. In Canberra, okay. Um, and then went back to SG Ball the next year and just mm. found it so much easier not having, to, not having to play men and mm. and at the end of that year I got picked in the uh, New South Wales 18s team to wow. play before Origin and was that the first like big rep team that you'd made yeah and that that was that was the point I thought you know like yeah. this is I, Absolutely. you know I, I could potentially play NRL like yep. that's when the dream became you know I could see the dream maybe yeah. coming true. Absolutely. Because it's like such a, before that, although you love footy, you're, you're ripping and tearing, it's such such a, a grand idea that is so far away from anything in your reality. Yeah. Like I think sometimes if you're in a program from a young age, it's very easy. Oh, that guy's like me, I might be. But when you're not in programs from a young age, it's just, a, it's so far away. Yeah. But to make 18s, you're around guys that I assume are signed to other clubs. And, yeah. You know, some would probably already be in top squads the next year. Yeah, well, we, um, you know, like Wade Graham was in that team. Wow. Um, you know, like guys like that, Albert Kelly. Mm. Um, you know, they were playing for Parramatta <clears throat> and Penrith. Yeah. And they were, you know, at SG ball level. Yeah. You know, if you're the best player in them, te in those two teams, you know, like you were thinking these guys are, are made. You yeah. Know, like, <clears throat> bloody oath. Um, you know, so playing with guys like that. Mm. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Yep. Okay, so you make the under-18s. At what point do you get offered a contract to come and play for Canberra's NYC team? That that year. That year. That year. Was it from the under-18s making that side? Is that where they saw you? Or uh, No, no, it was... Sorry, it was the year before. Um, after that after that year of playing against men. Okay. Um, yep. So that was, my, that was my last year. I was year 12, as I said. Okay. You know, I... I could have played first fifteens, but decided to take the cash and, yep. and play local first grade. Bucks. That's living the dream <laughs> at that age. Are you serious? Yeah, as a seventeen-year-old. Um, so yeah, at that the end of that year, after I'd played men, um, mm. yeah, the, the club, the, the Raiders club, and come knocking and said, um, 
you know, about to finish school. Here's a three-year deal. Three-year deal, that's bloody good. Play SG ball and, and um, Toyota Cup for two years. Yep. Um, and said, you know, what do you want to do after school? And I sort of said, I'm thinking about going to uni. And I said, well, mm. you know, we'll pay for you to go to uni, which was... Yeah, you know, more than what the contract was. Yeah, um, bloody oath, bloody oath. So yeah, to get to get. What did you study at uni? I did sports science and sports management. Mm. Um, you know, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, mm. uh, and saw sports and saw yeah, yeah <laughs> that should be alright. <laughs> should be alright. I love sport. Um, <laughs> sports science is pretty. That's pretty intensive. Yeah, yeah. Well, initially you start off, um, you start off doing anatomy with you know people that are studying nursing and yeah. Um, yeah, doctors all start that first mm. that first anatomy course together. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah. I, I I actually like at that time in my life, I thought you know <coughs> if I don't make it in footy, then the natural thing would be to go into strength and conditioning and yeah, for sports sure. science would sure. would get me um, down that route. But um, you know, I actually really enjoyed probably more of the sports management side of the degree. Oh really? Okay. Um, Do you think you'll go into sports management eventually? Um, or is your, you know, I guess passion being directed towards something else? Yeah, I think now at the now my passion is, you know, at the time I, I probably, you know, if I didn't go to uni, I would have I would have wanted to do building, yep. um, be a builder. Um, and so when COVID hit, I I went back to uni and started um, a project management um, postgraduate degree. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, you know, sort of doing some things at the moment to just get some experience in the construction industry and, yeah. and sort of and sort of look to do that after yeah, straight okay. after footy yeah. um so yeah i guess but but you know in saying that um it would be good to come back uh yeah sport and rugby league you know is always going to be a pretty big passion so yep. to yep. come back at a at a management level at mm. some stage in my life is probably something I could see myself doing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so um, when did you first get called in to train with the first grade squad at the Raiders? Uh, not until after after my um, last year of Toyota Cup. So, yep. um, I think I think at that stage, um, made the Junior Kangaroos in that last year as well. I made the Junior Kangaroos. Uh, I think so. Initially, at one at some stage, my contract got upgraded to like a train and trial, yep. um, and then when I made junior kangaroos, it got upgraded to a you know full-time. like a full time gig. Because yep. um, at at that point, the Raiders used to go to South Logan. Mm. Um, oh yeah, in Queensland. In Cup. Queensland, mm. and so there were sort of guys that would go out of twenties and do a preseason, and then go live up in Queensland and just play yep. for South Logan, mm. um, which was sort of going to be the plan for me. But then made junior ruse and they said you know we want you here full time and yep. you'll just be a a normal squad member who flies up to play reserve grade every weekend yeah um what was that like that first few sessions with the big dogs yeah oh, it's, it's um <laughs> you know like it's crazy I, I i was in it i went into training today just to sort of do some stuff in the gym and see the young guys young there and, and it all comes rushing back <laughs> yeah, those memories yeah that, that um those initial trainings and you know, sort of just even some of the guys are a bit shy to say good idea and yep. you think, oh, that was, that was me. And then, yep. um, it, it's funny, like, you know, you, you sit down with some of the young guys and you say, oh, you know, like, I remember the old blokes telling me it'll, it'll go by so quick and you <laughs> sort of, you sort of laugh and you think, oh, you know, mate, it's, it's 10 years, like that's going to take forever. But yep. 
you know, like guys said that to me when I was at the Raiders and now I find myself saying it to the young guys. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. All the all of the advice they gave me was right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and I say the same shit to everyone. Yeah, and yeah. you know what? They're probably not going to listen to me the way I didn't listen to them. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, like the things that you just you do, like you do remember and pick up. But yeah, that um, you know that Canberra Canberra squad, like Alan Tung, mm. Josh Miller, um, Josh Miller, one of the greats, yeah, one of the greats, yeah, toughest toughest bloke I've ever played with, probably. Yep, yeah, big Tommy Leroy, Lars, you know, like some of those guys. Yep. to all of a sudden be doing gym with them and mm. and tackling them was like. Yeah, this is this is crazy. What was the um? Was there any sessions that you remember going? Wow, the in- this is the intensity I need to be at to play. Was it an army camp? Was it a a gym session, a wrestling session, or anything like that? Oh, not nah. Or just gradually, you just kind of got think used just to it. Gradually, I got used to it. I guess um, you know, at that stage, I was still I was still an edge back rower. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, I, I played edge, uh, you know, all through my juniors, and then even that first year out of. Um, 20s when I was going to South Logan, I was still playing, playing left edge um, back row because I, I was always just a, a tall lean guy, yep. um, you know. And I guess physically, I, I sort of just you know like Tommy Leroy Lars, big boy, <laughs> so big, bro. David Shillington, like big boy too, yeah. Thinking of those guys, you know, the, I was I remember thinking I had to put on some weight if I wanted to play first grade. <laughs> yep, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So 2012, you make your debut against. The Dragons. Yeah. What was the chat like to the day, the old man? Uh, funnily enough, he was in America. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, I, uh, I'd been 18th man for, for definitely three, maybe even four weeks before that. Mm. Um, so I knew, well, you know, I was hoping I was close. Yep. Um, and we, the game before was in, in Townsville and... I think it might have been Trevor Thurling and someone else got, got injured and, mm. you know, it sort of, it was one of those, it didn't, may miss a week, you know, might have to see what scans yep. are like and and naturally I was, you know, I was that F man, I was hoping that I was the next man in yep. and um, and mum and dad and my brother and sister were going to America on like the Monday or the Tuesday. Oh, no way. And um, and dad didn't want to go and mm. dad was like, I'm, I'm not going. Yep. And mum said, you know, we've had this trip booked for... Yeah. For months and you know initially I, I even when the the team was named um i wasn't named in the 17 mm. so it might have been the it might have been even <laughs> been the tuesday and wednesday so when i wasn't named mum said you know dad you you're coming <laughs> um and then yeah it was a monday night game so i think it was about the friday um fernsey told me before training yeah you're playing on monday night so what do you remember from the debut um fun- Are you still edge no nah, no nah, so so Sort of that that year, the start of that that preseason, mm. um, sitting down with the club, they sort of said, you know, <laughs> you're a bit slow to play on the edge, <laughs> uh, to put it nicely, and um, you know we think your future, if you're going to play NRL, is is going to be in the middle. Okay. Um, so you know this preseason, you're going to train there, and and we'll see how you go. And um, and we went we went back to New South Wales Cup for our reserve grade, so we started with the Mounties and. Mm. And started the year um, sort of at the Mounties playing front row and sort of played a little bit of edge. Um, but then, yeah, that made the debut. And um, I sort of was sitting on the bench and I was, I was the first first interchange to go on, which was a bit oh, of a shock. Really? I didn't, you know, I sort of thought I might get on the second half. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The call came down to, to get ready going on. Um, and that first run I ran, 
I still don't know how, but Ben Hornby and Matt Cooper tackled me. And um, I think I must, I must have been running away from someone in the middle because to get tackled by a centre and a halfback, <laughs> I, I don't know what I was doing. But um, we, had, we had a couple of injuries that game and I, I ended up playing like maybe even 50 minutes. It's probably like the most I've ever played. Really? You know, like wow. I, I think now I, I um, you know, I've probably played a couple of games there where we've, we've gone over over 50 minutes. Yeah. But for a long time, you know, like it was it was easily the longest I'd played. Yeah. And it got to a point in the second half where the trainer ran out and said, <laughs> don't attack, just defend. Because <laughs> I, I, I hadn't played footy in a month too because I'd been 18th man oh, for no so way. long. And yeah, yeah. And I finally got to go. And I, I just, yeah, I was just, I, was out, I must have looked bad if the, the, message, the message comes down to don't attack, just defend. Just, oh, I was hanging out. Just, yeah. Just fucking in rock. the washing machine, just yep. eyes in the back of the head. <laughs> Um, okay, so you go on to play 12 consecutive games, which is, you know, fantastic for a young prop. You would have been, what, about 21 at this age? Yeah, yeah, 20, 22. 22? Yep. Um, and so the following year, you re-sign on a two-year contract. Do you play much footy the following year? Nah, so, so I, yeah, you know, the, talking about the highs and lows of footy, like that year was a high because we were struggling. Like that, that game at Canberra, we were uh, against the Dragons. We we would bottom the table almost last, yeah, and wow. um, and we went on a we went on a run mm. and ended up making the finals, oh, wow. um, and beat Cronulla week one in front of like a home crowd. It was six versus seven back then, and yeah, it was like twenty two thousand people at Canberra yep. Stadium, you know. And we'd played, I'd played a, my second or third game. We played against the Titans in front of like six thousand people, and we got booed off at half time, <laughs> like. You know, f- f- 10 weeks later, like, yeah, we had 22,000 people, like, cheering us wow. on. And, you know, I was thinking, how easy is this first grade? Like, <laughs> I'm living the dream, you yeah, know. Like, yeah, I well, yeah. got in first grade. I haven't even been dropped. And, yeah. um, and uh, you know, I bounced into that next preseason. Like, mm. this is this is what I want to do, you know. Yep. Like, yeah, not, not not I didn't get ahead of myself and think I'd made it, but it was like, yeah, how easy is this? I was yep. just a young guy. You got living out with my the dream. momentum of it all. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah, and yeah. Um, and I, and I had a really good preseason. Like I, I played well in the trials. Um, you know, as as we said before, like you know, the, the Fernsey had said, you know, you, if you play well in trials, you'll get a spot. And yep. after the last trial, he sort of said, um, you know, I'm going to pick you round one. Um, and I think Brett White was coming back from uh, ACL, and and Tommy Leroy Lars, you know, were were there, and he said. You know, I'm going to pick you, and I'm going to have to pick one of those other guys, and not pick the other one. Yeah. And you know that like was crazy to think that I'd got ahead of one of those guys. Absolutely. Um, and played sort of played round one, and we um, we played Penrith, and it was about 40 degrees at Penrith, and we got touched up, and mm. um, and then we went up to the Gold Coast the next week, and again it was like hot as, <laughs> and um, and we got touched up again, and and um, and talking about being on the fringe, that's when I got the. Yeah, you know, we sort of we sort of got the warning the week before. It was like, um, you know, we can't. You know, if a performance like this happens again this week, you know, changes are going to be yeah, made. Yeah. And um, and then the, and then the same performance happened, and and the Monday, um, you know, there was only one change made, and it was oh. it was the rookie gone. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I. I to be honest, like I look back now and I, I didn't handle it well at yeah, all. Yeah, okay. um, kicking stones and kicking stones. Yeah, yeah. like I, I went, you know, I sort of, I've done a few talks, um, you know, with, um, 
like students and, and a few corporate gigs and stuff just about overcoming adversities and, and this is one of the things I talk about and you know the, uh, Wednesday night um, you know I was still a young guy I was still at uni mm. Wednesday night was the uni night and um, you know I, I was kicking stones because I thought you know like the one change that's been made is the, is the rookie front rower who yeah. had played 20 minutes both games you mm. know like and you feel like you know, even though I hadn't played well no one had played well you know absolutely like, you like, feel like what, what I'm the, I'm the yeah, reason like, yeah what about all the other people that didn't play <laughs> yeah, well yeah yeah um, you know, so you know, I rang up my uni mates and said, "Let's go, mm. let's go get drunk." And um, yeah, the sad day I played reserve grade, and again, like, you know, let's go have beers, and I'm still, I've still got the shits. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, you know, sort of stopped, sort of almost, almost like looking back now, it was like I was trying to make the coach feel sorry for me. You know, like, yeah, okay, for dropping me, but yeah. he doesn't care. He's, yeah, you know, he's moved on. If um, anything, he's bit to piss him off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and so like I, I got in a bit of a, you know, that was my cycle, reserve grade drink, yeah. reserve grade drink, and mm. um, and it it was it was probably, you know, round seven or eight maybe, and um, again a couple of couple of injuries to some front rowers, and and um, and by this stage, um, you know, it's, I wasn't playing, yeah, terrible footy in reserve grade, but I probably wasn't playing my best footy either, yeah. and. Um, and Paul Vaughan, you know, one of my best mates, yeah, gets the call morning. up to debut, and um, you know, I guess that was that was when I realised, you know, like I've been kicking stones for eight weeks, and now my best mate gets to debut. Yeah. Good on him, but yeah, yeah, um, I lost know, my spot. I've like, lost my spot. Yeah. Um, and that's when I sort of, you know, was I guess a wake up call. But it, yeah. you know, if I'd if only I'd realised it six weeks <laughs> earlier. But then, you know, like I, I did sort of, um, you know, knuckle down, start to play good footy, and then about yeah. a month later, I um, I broke my arm and um, had to get sort of both the both the bones in the forearm plated. Um, and straight off the bat, they were like, "That's your season done." Um, real learning, real learning year. Yeah, real, real. Yeah. Real learning year, um, and then yeah. So for sort of that year to start on the high, you know, like I look back and I think, you know, I'd done all that hard work to get ahead of an Origin player, yeah, um, and then spent the, the year in rehab <laughs> to finish off the year. It's it's just like when you're young. I think you not that you become entitled because you don't become entitled, but you just you you don't keep. As you get older, and I assume you're the same, but you've constantly got to remind yourself, like, you aren't owed anything. Yeah. You aren't owed anything. Again, not that you're sitting there going, I deserve, this as a kid, but I don't think it's as, as much in the forefront of your mind of, like, you've every day you've got to rock up and earn that jersey. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, as a young guy, it's sort of just, you're just sort of loving the ride. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, like, you're living your dream and you're, um, and you're sort of a little bit naive to it. Mm. Um, yeah, especially like as I said, it, it. I debuted. We started winning. We made finals. Mm. Yeah, Canberra hadn't made finals at that stage for yep. a long time. Like sort of, and you know the town was buzzing and, yep. and you know all my mates were like, yeah, playing first grade. Yeah, how like good's this, this is how good's this. Mm. Um, you know, off the off the back of that, like match payments. I got to buy a house. You know, yep. like I finished uni that was paid for by the club. Like I was yep. just, you know, almost in the clouds a bit. Like this yep. is great. Um, but yeah, you sort sort of, as I said, you learn the rugby league roller coasters. Oh man, you got the highs and the lows. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so 2014, uh, you play residents for New South Wales against Queensland. So 
at the very least, it seems like your form's good. Like you, you is it you learnt from last year and you come back and rip and tear kind of thing. Yeah. So that at that end of that um, twenty thirteen year was the fern. They've um, got the sack got and moved on. Yep. yeah, got moved on and um, and Ricky comes to coach. Yep. Um, and I sort of it was a bit of uh, yeah, sort of a bit unfortunate, but. Um, yeah, we got sort of towards the end of preseason, and and Ricky just said, "I think I just I just see too many middles mm. um, in this squad ahead of you." Um, and it sort of said like, besides Josh Papali, we don't really have any edges really killing it. Mm. Um, and he said, "I know you've played edge as a junior. Um, you know how would you feel about playing playing the edge mm. um, in this last trial and and you know potentially in first grade and." I sort of jumped at it because, totally. you know, you're sort of saying, I'm not going to pick you as a middle, but I might pick you as an edge. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and, and I sort of, again, I was 18th man round one um, that year, so I, you know, I was pretty close. Mm. And then sort of went back to reserve grade and, and played, probably played about 10 weeks on the edge. And I just wasn't, like we talked about at the start, like I felt like I was just doing my job, but I yeah, wasn't yeah. making an impact. Yeah. And um, certainly not the impact that I, that it, you know, you need to be doing at a reserve grade level to to stand out and get mm. get back into the NRL team. And um, you know, I remember at one stage sort of going to um, our coach at Mounties, which, which was Stephen, asking him to sort of say to the Raiders, "Can can I put Mark back in the middle?" Um, yeah. And I went back in the middle and just it, it. it's funny, you know, like when I went from the edge to the middle, it seemed so foreign. But going back into the middle just yeah, I was like, yeah, this is this is it. I'd, I'm more comfortable here, <laughs> yeah, and um, yep. and and played residence, so you know, form was good, but just just couldn't get a crack in uh, in the team. Yep. And so 2015, you you stay that year. 2015, are you saying you say 2015 as well? But then you sign a one year deal with the Storm. Yep. How did that come about? Yeah. So the end of that the end of that 14 season, hadn't played first grade all year. Um, so I went to Ricky and said, what do I need to do to play? Yep. To play first grade and you know he was pretty honest he just said you know i, I like my front rows big and aggressive mm. and um you know he sort of said i, I just if that, if you want to play in a row I, I need to see more of that out here yeah um and i sort of went went back to um to reserve grade and and so, so it's funny i um i sort of probably went away from the things that i prided myself on just yeah. the little efforts and yeah yeah you know kick chase i sort of I just sort of worried, started worrying about how many meters I was going to make because I felt like that was that yeah. was what was going to get me get me in the NRL team. I'd, yep. And um, you know, I got picked and played a few games, and then um, fractured my cheekbone um, sort of mid year of that 2015. And yeah. I sort of just I sort of just became really frustrated because I'd felt like from that point where I'd went from the edge to the middle that year before, I'd, I was playing good footy, and yeah. and I got like so I got picked in the residence. 2014 and 2015 so yeah. it's sort of it's sort of that's sort of the best of the rest you know like yeah. it's the guys that are going good in 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 cup and it's kind of like what more can i do yeah you know, and, and everyone's got their you know ricky's got his certain type of players or whatever but from your perspective is i literally can't do any more i'm <laughs> i'm one of the best reserve grade front rowers in the comp yeah uh, in the the country yeah yeah so i um i just started getting a bit frustrated and and uh, at that point asking you know what what i needed to do to play first grade and um and you know i felt like i was 
doing what he said. And, yeah. and at the time, like the Raiders weren't going that well. So mm. I, I, I sort of, you know, I started to get, again, um, talking about attitude and just the way, um, you know, you conduct yourself and stuff like that. Um, I just started to get a bit frustrated and, you know, kicking stones and sort of like, yeah, I felt like what was the point of trying to train hard if yeah. if it was if it was I sort of felt like I was banging my head against a yeah. brick wall. If sort I'm not of thing. gonna get a fair crack, like <laughs> yeah, fuck what am I doing? Yeah, and um, and there was there was even one point where he sort of said, you know, like I'm gonna play you this week, and then um, the Friday rolled around and he changed his mind and said, oh, I'm actually gonna gonna play play. Uh, I, I think it was Frank Paul Newasala. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna play Frank Paul. Um, you know, keep keep training well and you might play next week. And oh. like, by that stage, you'd been 18 months of not playing, you know. Yeah, that's the life of a fringe, like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? That frustration yeah. of life. Yeah. I, just, I just want a clear, yeah. give me a clear road to go down and I'll go down and <laughs> yeah. I just need to know. Um, so, yeah, by that point, you know, I'm 25 yeah. and, um, you know, I only got, what do I, I had 19, 19 NRL games to my name mm. and... Um, and also, also just had, had gotten a bit comfortable. Like I said, I'd bought a house and finished uni, and um, you know, away from away from the field, I sort of just enjoyed going to Mooseheads a little bit too much. And yeah. um, <laughs> great place, <laughs> yeah, it's a great place. Um, <laughs> you know, invested a lot of money there in my early twenties. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, I guess at that stage, um, you know, I had a, I had the option to stay at Canberra. Um, had the option to go to another club on a two-year deal. Um, what other you know, club was interested outside of Storm? The Warriors. Oh, okay. Um, so Andrew McFadden was there at that stage, and yep. he had coached me in twenties. Yeah. Um, you know, and both both sort of better 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 deals than what Melbourne were offering. But mm. you know, for me, luckily, you know, I didn't have I didn't have a family. I didn't mm. have to think about the money. For me, it was about the football and. Yeah. Melbourne had been for 15 years, like turning guys like me at that stage mm. into NRL players or even, you know, better, players, you know, yeah. like playing Origin in Australia. Um, mm. And it, it, I just thought, yeah, like this is too good of an opportunity. This is, mm. you know, one year, one year deal on the minimum at Melbourne, but mm. who knows what might happen. And, and like, I just, Thank God I took it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So you go to the storm. Did you have to do the army camp and all the, the new stuff? Work? Did you have yeah, to work? Yeah, I did the work program. Um, so walk people through what the work program's like. And you're, by this stage, you're 26, 25, 26. 26, yeah. I was doing it, doing it with um, Matthew White, who had come from the Titans. So he was, I think, 30, maybe even older at that stage. So, so they make everyone do it. Everyone does it. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. The, the, um, <laughs> it's funny because... <laughs> like I did it with Jeremy Hawkins, um, played a couple of NRL games at the Raiders yeah. and we both went down there at the same time. And, um, and the first couple of days we were, we were doing like sort of landscaping, a lot right. of like raking leaves and stuff it was you know, quite hard. But um, later in the week, we ended up with this guy who was a builder and he was um, excavating down to build like a duplex, but with like a, car park underneath like yeah, garages yeah. underneath so yeah. he was digging down and he'd hit he'd hit rock and so like he was like i don't really have anything for you guys to do and oh, um and, we, and me and jeremy were like this is a test yeah like, yeah yeah he's gonna go to belly yeah we're, we're like you know we're sort of like <laughs> we're thinking this guy's like we were like oh no you know we'll, we'll do whatever you know like yeah we yeah. don't want 
you know, we don't want you to go tell Craig that we're not working. <laughs> and um, he's in your head. And you know, and then we're even like, we're even going to like, you know, pick up rubbish around the site and stuff like, thinking, <laughs> you know, we're going to get in trouble for not working. And um, yeah, it was quite tough because you had weights in the morning. Yeah. You went to work all day and then you come back and you do field and and it was like, you know, like. They weren't going easy on you. This yeah, was yeah. like Melbourne Storm preseason, you know, like and straight into in the it. morning is like five, five o'clock, five thirty. Uh, first group four, second group five. First group is four. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, that is wild. And yeah. was it? Did it rotate? Yeah, I think it might have been. Must have been backs forwards or something. Um, four o'clock, or maybe it might have been five and six. No, yeah, I, don't, I, I felt like it, I felt it like it was four. four. Maybe it was oh, maybe I was getting out of bed at four. Yeah, to make it for five. That means it's a, that's a three thirty wake up. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. It must it would have been it would have been five o'clock start. It's still five is oh. But I remember God. I remember it was definitely getting up in the dark and like getting home in the dark. Yeah, and then you've got a whole day of work to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, like it even got to the point where we um, <laughs> you know, like it, it rained, um. One of the days we were at work, it rained and like everyone on the site went home and, and me and Jeremy, it was like lunchtime and we were like, we're, sit, we're sitting in his car out the front of the work site and we're like, what do we do? Like, you know, what happens if, what happens if Craig turns up and we're, yeah. not, we're not here? Like, as if Craig's <laughs> going to go to the work site. But at that stage, you're thinking, you know, like this is my second week here. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. Had you heard any yarns of Bellyate rocking up and, and, and so that's why you were on, on the edge or what? I think they were like, yeah, yeah. Like when you go down there. Yeah, you know, we're gonna people will come check on you. Yeah, um, yeah. Looking back, I don't think they ever do, but um, but yeah, we are. Yeah, we were sitting in the car and we just we just there's so much head noise and and then <laughs> the other thing that when you go down there is you do the army camp before Christmas. They it's you know like they always do it then and they've I don't know if they still do it this way, but it's only the new guys that have to do the army camp. Mm. And so you get down there and everyone. That's all anyone wants to talk to you about yeah. is how hard this army camp's going to oh, be. Fuck. So for like the four or six weeks of preseason before the army camp, You're just wigging out about the army camp, is every old player there talking about the army camp? Oh. So you just got like so much head noise thinking. Absolutely. I just want to get this army camp out of the out way. Out of the way, and like you're, you're you're just trying to get through a tough preseason as it is. Yeah. And then you got the bloody army camp. It's just like nightmare at the end of the tunnel. And it's all like you know, it's all you've heard about. Yeah. You know, people talk about not going down to Melbourne because they don't want to do the, the army, army camp. camp. <laughs> oh, and it's, yeah, so it's a two two nights, three days? Yeah, two nights, three days, no sleep. Um, you know, for, for me, I, I had, I was lucky I had done a couple in Canberra. Yeah. Um, yeah, and because you've done one, you kind of know how to just, just get through it. Yeah. Switch off, get through it. Mate, my first one I did was a six-day one oh. with the Broncos, 2005. I was like 18 or 17 or 18. <sighs> And it, and it was a it was one that was sprung on us, so we didn't know. Yeah. So we, we rocked up thinking it was going to be a drink up. Oh, everyone brought that's their, even worse. Yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> so everyone brought their like porties, and they even said on the phone, "Oh, because what happened was I was sitting in the park, and I got a call from Ivan Hinjack, assistant coach at the time, and he was like, hey, mate, Brett Seymour's getting a shell reconstruction. He can't come up to Sunshine Coast with us. Would you like to join us, the first grade squad? Because they'd never been a part of it. Yeah. And I'm like. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and he's like, mate, bring your boardies. It's just, just go <laughs> to get to know the first graders. You know, everyone gets it's bonding. It's what a bonding. stitch up, mate. We rock up, and we're all sitting around. The the mood's good. I'm pumped. Like I'm, I'm like Berrigan's there. Like all of these big dogs are all there. I'm just like so starstruck. 
then this army drill sergeant sprints <laughs> in. He's like, get outside, get it, get your kid off with us. We're all sitting there. Initially, people were laughing. Going, yeah, yeah. The fuck, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Who's this weirdo yelling at us in army fucking camouflage? <laughs> Um, and then he was like getting in people's faces like this is not a fucking joke rah, rah. they made us put our phones away took us out to the, the field stripped us naked put the army kit on us boom took us for six days we were just it was like we were hot like literally like we were taken hostage they, and they, they had to message all of our missus and that because that missus didn't know where we were <laughs> we couldn't answer our phones um, six, yeah five, I think it was like five nights six days and they were doing head noise shit like first, first two nights and three days we didn't sleep similar to yourself yeah just lugging jerry cans everywhere that you know typical yeah. stuff but then they're like all right boys we're, we're leaving the sunny coast we're going and they're like dropping hints like all right now the drinks up drink up, drink up, drink up. <laughs> anyway we're driving oh we must be going to the goldie we must be going to the goldie miss the exit miss the exit <laughs> they take us down to northern new south wales and tail us up for another three days oh. mate it was a fucking absolute i lost like 10 kilos Darius yeah. lost like 12 kilos. Yeah. We, we like had leeches all over us because we were only allowed to shower in the creek, like in oh. the fucking, the creek that was there. Um, Scott Minto was like, couldn't sleep and he <laughs> thought he had inso insomnia. Went to the army dudes, they're like, oh, we've got a sleeping tablet, here it is. He gave, they gave him the tablet. The next day he's like, woke up, oh, I had a great sleep. It was just Panadol. Like just, they fuck, just did all weird shit to fuck us up, man. It was crazy, <coughs> yeah. absolutely wild. Um, okay, so you get through the camp. Um, and you make your debut for the storm, yeah. Um, not, the not second year, the second year, yep. yeah. So, I um, again, I, I got through to the last trial and um, and sort of broke my thumb, oh. um, and yeah, did every didn't miss it, didn't miss a uh, a session of the storm preseason and and do your thumb in the last trials, That's heartbreaking, but um, yeah. yeah, so so got my um, had to get my thumb done, um. I think I was out for about eight weeks and yep. then sort of in the process of coming back, got a stress fracture in my foot. Oh my God. Um, so yeah, I, I got to the point, um, you know, like that's sort of towards the end of that season and um, I'd only been, I'd only gone down there on a 12 month contract. So I, um, I sort of, I sort of, you know, I, I knew I was, it's not like I, didn't want to do it anymore but it was starting to starting to ask the question of whether uh, it was worth, worth it, it? Yeah. yeah and um you know i was starting to talk to some q cup clubs that were offering you know okay money good yeah. job you yeah know, maybe maybe that's what i look at doing and um and i think uh you know i hadn't really heard from a manager much um <laughs> that year being injured and not playing and um and so i sort of got to the point where i, I went to the club myself and just said you know, I don't really want to go to another club and start again. Mm. Um, if there's a spot for me here, I'll stay. But otherwise, I'm just going to go play Q Cup. Yep. Um, can you guys sort of let me know what you're thinking? Mm. And, I, and I went to uh, Marky Bretner was our development coach. I sort of had that convo with him, um, you know, on a Monday doing review of, of my game in reserve grade. And Craig rang me that night and said, oh, mate, you know, I think you would have played NRL here if if you um if you didn't get injured. And he said, you know, you're playing good footy at the moment in reserve grade. I'd mm. sort of been back playing for about a month, and um and and he and he said, you know, there's a spot here if you want to stay for another 12 months. Mm. And um and so you know, sort of the next day, I went went back into the club and I said, look, <laughs> I haven't really heard from my manager for a while. 
Um, I don't really want to give him the five percent for the no way. for this deal I've organised yeah, myself. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, like, can you just make make the offer to me direct? And yeah. they sort of they were good. The Frank Panisi just said, you know, you need to you need to let your manager know that you he's yeah. no longer representing you. And then when that's done, I'll make the offer. And how did the manager not know that? You know, like, like <laughs> you know what I mean, like, how come the manager didn't come to you? Yeah, and spot ready anyway. Managers, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, and so then I, you know I'd I'd been speaking to my dad and he sort of he sort of said you know the first rule of negotiation is is don't take the first offer and and I said yes yeah, sweet and so <laughs> the offer came through and it was better than what I better than what I was on um, you know it was sort of just it, it, there was match payments in in the deal and yep. I would have to pay me manager so I yeah. rang my dad up and because you know the club could have offered me just a development contract yeah um, you know, I was already on the minimum. Um, so I was sort of expecting to get less than the minimum, yeah. um, maybe even a train and trial. And, and yeah, the, the offer came through and I rang my dad and he said, take it, take it now. <laughs> I said, hang on, you know, yesterday you were saying, don't take the first offer. And Worst negotiator <laughs> ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I took another 12 months mm. at Melbourne and, and um, the next year got to play for play for the club and so yeah 2017 you make your debut for the club against the panthers round five and you know you make a total of nine appearances but you the club also goes on to win the the comp yep what was that like you know going from a bloke that might just go play q cup to being a part of the squad that wins a premiership yeah it was a um it was a good experience you know like obviously um being around the team and and, and getting to play with with the big three and mm. even just play for a for a club I grew up supporting, yep. you know, as a kid, it was a, a dream come true, and and you know those nine games sort of came in and around that origin period. Yep. Um, you know, so it was it was good, and and um, I guess it was it was it gave me confidence too because all of a sudden I'd had played in, you know, at Canberra I'd played for a club who was struggling, and yep. now I've played for a club who has won a grand final, and yeah. Um, you know, even though it was only nine games, the thing that I guess that Melbourne do really well is um, they put a lot of time and effort into those fringe guys, mm. and um, and you know it's why they're so good. It's why when when guys leave, that there just seems to be these players that no one's heard of that take their spots, and yep. um, yeah, it's because they do do spend a lot of time improving everything about your game. And I guess the the thing that they did really well was for me was to understand, uh, I guess, what my strengths were in my game and mm. and that you know I, I spoke a little bit about a Canberra trying to be a player that I probably wasn't mm. um just because I thought that's what the coach wanted to get in first grade and mm. here it was in Melbourne saying we just want you to be you yeah um yep. you know if work if you're a hard worker that's like Craig Craig loves that loves um, that absolutely you know and, and so if that's good enough at the team best team in the comp then yeah, that's good enough at any team, surely. Absolutely, yeah, sure. <laughs> You'd be surprised, as you know. Well, um, what's something you've got? Any Bellamy stories of you know what what he's like? What you know separates him or confidence he's instilled in you? Oh, I guess he's, you know, like he's the hardest working guy mm. at the club, and mm. that's what he expects of his players, and that's what his players do. Like you go you go to Melbourne and. Um, you know, like at Canberra, you know, to if you did extras after training or before training, you know, like you'd sort of get ribbed a little bit yeah. about being the teacher's pet. <laughs> you know, like it's just how yeah. how it was. And um, 
you know, you go to Melbourne and like Dale Finucane and Jesse Bromwich and Christian Welsh, yep. you know, Kevin Proctor when I was down there, Tohu Harris, like <coughs> all these guys that are rep players, they're doing extras after training, yep. before training, like they're coming in on their days off to do gym and recovery and yeah, wow. And you're thinking, well, like, how am I going to get in the team if I'm not doing yeah. what they're doing? Like, Absolutely. And, um, and Craig is the first guy to walk in the in the um in the building and in you know like when you, when you get the you know as a player you still get to the training pretty early but craig's already trained you know like he's already Wild. done a gym session and he's and he's in his office working and um and because he he works that hard you know yeah. it he expects that of the playing group and the playing group you know are already doing that so if you're a new player there mm. then you quickly realize that's what yeah that's what you need to do absolutely um, what about um playing with a guy like cameron smith did you get play many games with him? Yeah, yeah, like training with him in um, yeah, like I said, I played um, most of my games in and around that Origin period. Yeah. So, but still, you know, he obviously only missed probably one of those games. Mm. Um, and uh, I still remember like one game where I sort of was like maybe twenty meters from the ruck, and he sort of just it wasn't I wasn't meant to get the ball, mm. and he just sort of got up and just hit me straight on the chest and yep. I sort of caught the ball and looked up and there was no one sort of in front of me and I got a legs tackle, a quick play the ball. Yep. And I thought, Jesus, a freak. Yeah, like, like how did he know? <laughs> like, I wasn't even expecting the ball. I'm not even, I didn't even see the space until I had the ball. And, um, you know, and he just hit me and like, you play with him, you know, as a middle, you go on, or even if, you, you know, you might not even get on, but you, you know, you, you go on and you're, you're buggered like five minutes in, you, you yep. go off at half time. And you look at Cameron Smith and he's not yeah, even sweating. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and he doesn't look like he, you know, the most athletic. Yeah. And he's really cruisy, as you know. Yeah. Just like, fuck, he's a master. What's What about a guy like Billy Slater, like, or even Cooper Cronk? I've always heard, like, Billy Slater on the field. He just, he's like a coach. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah, he's um, just everywhere, like, and, mm. and that's, like, really good um, communicator. But um, the thing, the thing that I'll... Like we'll remember from Billy is we went to um, that first preseason. He was coming back from his shoulder, so mm. you know, like he was back training when everyone, when all the new guys, all the young guys were there. And we would do, we'd do like, um, you know, like conditioning games, mm. and um, <laughs> you know, like Billy would go home, and so all our all our um, sessions were taped. Mm. And he'd come in the next day or whenever we'd play that game again and he'd be like, this is how we win it. Like, this is, you know, yeah. like he, he'd... What, the, the offside touch game? Or whatever, yeah, the whatever it was. Like, if it was like a, you know, an offside touch game, he'd come back to train and the next day or whenever we played it again and go, I, like, I, I went home and watched this game. This is how I think... <laughs> this is how I think it'll be easier for it, for us as, yeah, a, yeah, as a group. You know, as, as the boys trying to train and get through it. But Holy this is also how we're going to win. <laughs> wow. And, wow. you, and you think, what a, you know, how competitive. That's, I've literally never heard that before. Like, he's watching offside touch games to get the win. Yeah. Far yeah. out. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. And, and it, that's why he's one of the goats. Yeah. And, and then I guess with Cooper, the, um, the story that, like, or the thing that I remember about him the most is, um, you know, at one stage we sort of got a penalty and, and he sort of, you know, kicked it out and called the play. And he sort of, like, you know, by the time you get a penalty and kick it out and, tap it you've got maybe a minute mm. if that but he sort of like he sort of got the ball and he's about to kick it out he calls calls the set he kicks the ball and then he says it was you know me nelson and someone else and he goes like 
Nico, you do this run. Nelson, you do this. And then, Nelson, you get here. Like, or yep. Welshy, you get on this one. And it was... And, like, the play was set up for that play three. Like, you know, Nelson to, to sort of run at a halfback. Yeah. Um, but I was probably in the best... I was in that position where it was going to be... But he'd sort of, like, mix it around because he knew, like... He knew the strengths of each player and he yep. knew he knew that it, it would probably be better for Nelson to run that run than me or Welsh. And he knew that the first run was probably better for Welsh yep. to run than me. Wow. And the second so he would like change a play up with specific players. Yeah, he'd sort of call the call us call the the set and everyone, you know, as middles we knew we knew sort of what, what was expected of us yep. and what points of the field to get to. Mm. But then he would sort of on the run adjust just so that he Far knew which out. which carry you were going to take. You take, this, you take the first one. Yeah. You take the second one, and Nelson, I need you on the third one because that's going to be at yeah. the half. And Far he sort of out. just like did it on the run so easily, and I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's just like <laughs> he's thinking elite. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Um, okay, so you you's, um, you know you're winning the the comp as a as a squad. How did the South Sydney um, contract come about? Yeah. Well, um, as I said, you know, like. I'd, I'd, I was pretty confident of getting another deal because I'd played, um, I played for the team that had just won the comp, but mm. <laughs> there wasn't, I wasn't actually getting much. And really? um, yeah, and, and I, uh, I didn't sort of have a manager, mm. um, and sort of, so I'd sort of gone to Melbourne again, like I had the year before, and said, you know, let me know if there's a spot here. Mm. I'd, I'd, I thought, oh, I got a contract when I didn't play. Surely I'll get a contract when I do <laughs> Surely, play. Surely, absolutely, and, um, in a grand final winning and, squad as well. Yeah, and it was sort of, you know, this was before um, sort of finals and end of the year, and they were really good. They sort of come back and said, look, we don't think there's going to be a spotty for you. And mm. so at that stage, I um, spoke to a few of the boys about who their manager was and, mm. and, and gave my manager, my now manager, a call. And, and he sort of said, mate, I'll get you a gig. You've just played f- for the Storm. And... Yep. Um, you know, sort of a month went by. Mate, <laughs> don't really have much for you. Yeah. Um, and then the finals had come and gone and I played a G- the boys had won the GF and we'd sort of had a few few drinks to party and mm. and um, and it was sort of, by that stage, I sort of started talking to some Q Cup clubs again, thinking, wow. you know, I'm not getting any... That's wild. I'm not getting a anything. grand final squad player would have to be forced to yeah. take Q Cup kick. Yeah, and... Um, and it's funny, like I, um, I'd sort of said to some, to a couple of clubs, um, you know, I spoke to Burley, East and Sunny Coast, mm. um, and and it said, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a sports science and a sports management degree. I really liked the sports management. Mm. Um, yeah, it's probably not about the money that I'm going to get to play footy if I'm going to go play Q Cup. Mm. Um, it's probably more about the job and and what you can provide mm. for my future. Yeah, and they were, you know, like sort of really good and said leave it with us and you know a couple of clubs said send you your resume and um you know one club rang up at one stage and said um you know i've been talking to the queensland institute of sport i thought oh, how good yeah and they said there's a you know there's a gig going there as a lifeguard, <laughs> lifeguard. i thought oh it's sort of not what i really went to uni to do <laughs> and um, sports management <laughs> sports science for a lifeguard yeah um and but because on my resume I had I had been a lifeguard when I finished high school as my summer job you know to sort of like Fuck. just get some money yeah. at that stage um, and then you know like another club rang up and said I got a you know got a gig selling sweeps um, I thought again I thought, how hard is surely I can get something better yeah. than that you yeah. know what I mean and um, and then, you know, sort of another club said, you know, you've got a sports science degree, but it's pretty much just a, a PT <laughs> degree. And I'm thinking, yeah, like I just, 
not feeling the love at all. And, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. and then so it sort of, we got to the point where, um, as I said, the grand final, the grand final has been won and played. I went to, um, went to Queenstown with, with big Stimo and Joey Stimson and, and Welshie and mm. came back and, and, uh, didn't really know what I was going to do. And then, um, my manager had, had sort of said, you know, if South Sydney showed a little bit of interest at the start, mm. um, and so I said it didn't really go anywhere. But um, by that stage, um, Madge had been had been replaced by Siebes, yep. and and my manager said, I sort of I sort of know Siebes. I have his number. I can give mm. him a call. Yeah. And then Siebes rang me and said, you know, I, I don't sort of have much for you here, mm. but um, you know, you're probably a bit bit different um, style of middle than what we do have here and, yep. and said, you know, that if you come and, and work hard, there may be a chance for you to play some NRL and, and he'd sort of been at Melbourne before my mm. time, but he rang um, Big Rollsy and, and Jason Rolls was our mm. forward coach and he gave me a big rap, which which helped and, and Dave um, Fernan was the assistant coach at yep. South and so he'd obviously knew me and gave me, gave me a bit of a rap. So, yep. so yeah, Siebes eventually sort of gave me, gave me that, 12 month opportunity and um and so I, I said to uh said to Perry my my beautiful wife I said oh do you want, do you want to move to Sydney and, and she'd sort of said early on you know I'll move anywhere that's that's warmer than Melbourne so probably ruled out going back to Canberra and maybe yep. maybe New Zealand but everywhere yep. else was on the table and so she said well you know what else what else do you have you're not getting <laughs> anything in Queensland and so yep, yep. um yeah so we made the move to to Sydney and um she she grew up in Burke and as I, as we spoke about I, I grew up in Leeton and probably never thought we'd ever live in Sydney but we we came here you are yeah and so you know you know make your South Sydney debut round one and um you know you make 12 appearances that year it's a pretty successful year you know was that yeah. something that you were like like thank god that you know I'm fucking starting the year <laughs> yeah well I um you know I've always sort of I guess as a um yeah, I'm not the not the quickest bloke or the most powerful bloke. Mm. Um, so I've always been pretty fit and and a and a good trainer. Mm. Um, and yeah, you know, I worked that out really early on. And um, so I just came here and ripped in and um, and got to got to. I actually started that round one um, good. round one game um, over in Perth, and then yeah, played played the rest of the games off the bench, and then. Um, and I, I sort of got dropped a couple of times, and then one of the games I was playing reserve grade, I broke my leg. Mm. Um, Fucking hell. So, yeah. So uh, again, like, yeah, pretty successful year, and yep. um, South went well, and so um, yeah, I guess sort of the um, the NRL roller coaster kept continuing. Kept continuing. So that year, when Steve leaves and Wayne comes in, do you sign a, a one year deal when Steve was still there, or does Wayne resign you, or? Nah, I signed the one year deal when when Steve was still there. Mm. Um, so were you rattled? You going, oh fuck! Here we go. Well, yeah. Initially, I, I mean, you sort of you don't know. Mm. Like I, I'd seen, I played enough footy by that stage <laughs> to know that there can be some coaches that love you and yeah, some that maybe love other players. And so, mm. yeah, I just didn't know, didn't know, I didn't know Wayne, so I didn't know what was going to happen. And as as Wayne's now sort of told me when he was coming to the club mm. um he didn't know me either and and he rang semi burgess and sort of said you know just ran a few names by him that he didn't know and mm. luckily for me semi said you know like you know the boys love playing with him he has yep. a dig um you know he's, he's a 
good player and mm. good guy and and sort of Wayne said that's that's all I need need to hear I'll yeah I'll keep him and um and then yeah that first year under Wayne um again the club the club offered a 12 month um contract for for the, the next year would have been 20 uh would have been 2020 mm. to go into 2020 and yeah. um and I went to Wayne and sort of said um yeah I've been sort of off contract now f- yeah, for the last probably five years off mm. contracts on a 12 month deals yeah. um, <laughs> and, I, and I said yeah like I'm at the point in my life now where getting married and sort of want to think about having a family and is there any chance I can get a two-year deal and mm. Wayne sort of laughed at first and then he said how old are you so <laughs> oh, yeah 30 next year or whatever I was mm. and um as oh mate, I only play for thirty minutes every week. I'll give you, I'll get you two years for easy. Leave it with me. <laughs> he goes, you can play till thirty five if I keep playing you for thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, so, good. And that, and two thousand nineteen was the first year where you went all the way to prelim. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah. So that that twenty nineteen year, um, again got dropped once, but played twenty four games. I yep. think it might have been and. Um, and yeah, felt felt like I'd, I guess, established myself as an NRL player yep. and, and and proved proved it to myself and and yep. and, um, and others. Um, and then yeah, the year before, uh, the boys had played the lost the prelim to the Roosters when I was 18th man, and mm. then that year we lost to the Raiders. Raiders, yep. Um, so yeah, then um, it was a bit of mixed feelings, you know, because I I knew how much making the grand final would be for. To the Raiders in that community because I'd, I'd played there, but mm. to be the one that lost was a bit <laughs> heartbreaking. Um, and I mean, notching up 100 games too—that's got to mean a lot. Like, fuck, uh, one-year deals your whole career, and it was like nearly over two times in a row. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. As I said, um, you know, like there's twice in my career that I, I went two years without playing, almost pretty much uh, two years without playing NRL games. So. Wow. When that's what you're trying to do, it's um, <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's, it's tough. So tough. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, to um, to to I guess get to to 100 games was, was a pretty mm. good, pretty good feeling. Who's been the best player you've ever played with? Where it's just another level. Oh, I think it, like it'd be hard to go past Cameron Smith. Mm. Um, what was it like for you being a massive fan of Slater and then playing with Slater? <laughs> Yeah, it was like a little kid, you know. Um, <laughs> when we, when the year that we won that that 2017 grand final, when the storm mm. won, and I'm in the dressing sheds, and you know, I knew I was leaving, and Billy was retiring, and I thought I'm probably not going to get this opportunity again. And yeah. I had a few beers in me, so I was you know, <laughs> a bit uh, of liquid courage. A bit of liquid courage. And I went up to Billy and said, "Yeah, like as a 12 year old, you're my favourite player. Can I can I just get a photo?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I've played what are you with it? Like, you know, training with this guy yeah, for two for years, two but years. <laughs> it was like a little kid. I was like, "Yeah, can I can I get a photo?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah, good. Um, okay, ask all the boys this: favourite rapper of all time. And if you're not if you're not a rap man, you can say artist, any artist. Oh, I'm not really a rap man. Um, I'm pretty into my country, to be honest. Um, so can I say can I say a country? Yeah, um, probably Kane Brown, uh, Midland. Sort of really enjoying. Mm. Um, I've seen uh, Luke Coombs live. Yep, 
extras, he's he'd probably be up there actually. Yeah. And Chris Stapleton, one of those. We've had Luke Combs before, so he's he's kind of he, and he rings a bell to me. So he must be you know you know I guess mainstream as well as country kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think with with some of those, Ameri- I so I didn't realize how big country was in America till oh, I went really? till I went over there and yeah. um and. At Canberra, there was a lot of the boys when I was coming through. You know, growing up in, in the country, I hated country music. Oh, really? Like, mum would play like Dixie Chicks and stuff. <laughs> um, you know, and being a being a 13 or 14 year old, it's not yep. very cool to like Dixie <laughs> Chicks. Um, but yeah, coming through the grades at Canberra, like some of those, like Joey Picker and Sean Fensom and mm. um, guys like that just used to love their country. Love and um, I sort of started to love it, you know, early early on um and and we went to new york i went to new york at the end of 2015 with matt mccurick mm. and um and jared kennedy and kyle o'donnell were going over there with their partners and jared had met someone who was like oh, i can get you guys um, oh, no way. a tour of the new york jets facilities yeah. and oh. and you can watch their the equivalent of their captain's run yep and we were like like no way that's yeah. happening yeah and uh anyway it happened and and we rocked up and um and we sort of got a tour and we went through their dressing sheds as they were doing video before their captain's run yeah, or good. they'd called it something else and yep. um and they had this country music like pumping pumping wow and um and we're thinking like this is the last like i did not expect the yeah. the nfl team like pumping the new york country. jets to be playing country before they do their captain's run like yep. that's i just didn't expect it and yep. um and the goal was like yeah the the boys love country life. Yep. It's massive over there in America. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. So I guess um, some of those artists that if they make it over there, I guess they almost yep. are mainstream. Yep. Uh, favourite movie of all time? I oh, haven't watched it for a while and I'm sure I'm sure plenty of boys have said this one, but remember the Titans. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. It's probably the most liked. It's a great movie. I mean, it's just a classic. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't when you're a, like a, a teenager trying to make it as yeah. a football player, like it's the perfect movie to 100%, watch. <laughs> 100%. Uh, mate, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, good luck in the new year. Hopefully you can go one better, but uh, yep. thank you so much, bro. Thanks for having me on, mate. Boom.